there, Outposters, and welcome to this week's live stream where we're going to discuss dinner in America. Uh, this is our weekly Sunday live stream, and of course, we are lastmovieoutpost.com for all the latest in movie news, streaming news, and everything good about film. And with me, as usual, is our resident uh, gun expert and all-around crank, Sean. I'm so happy now that to be celebrating gay pride month now that we've been monetized by youtube i can't explain how much this is all i no more words i don't know i'm just too excited just, just, all say, choked corporate, up. just say corporate message corporate, corporate message corporate, 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 corporate approved message corporate approved message there you go. uh, you're good and of course <sighs> jesus christ george not george lucas Amber, how's it going? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, you got to pay off a lot, haven't you? It's good. You need to get the same representation as I've got. Oh, uh, guys, I've told you it's £10,000 or I'm not doing anything, all right? Just talk to my agent about it. So did you get the bed sheets clean? Good, good, good. I, uh, can't you just mute that guy? I, I should. I should. You know, I, I, I made you. I can break you. Uh, you don't get quality acting like this anywhere no, else. No, we don't. You know? <laughs> you can I just mean, put a period just... after the acting. Yeah. No, we don't get quality <laughs> acting. Oh, dear. I've been rehashing that all week. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> all week. Never, had, never had a lesson. <laughs> never had one lesson. <laughs> oh, so, good evening, gentlemen. How are we all? Wonderful. Hey never been better good so that's this week's live stream uh, <laughs> um so we're, we're going to talk about some of the news briefly um like for example now it's funny how do you how do you pronounce enkito man is it enkito man it's encino man the classic from the 90s with brendan fraser as a yeah and Polly. No, i've i've only ever known it as the california man it's encino man it's a town called encino Somewhere, but there's I, no age in it. Enkinto, that's no, what it spells. No, it, there's no. What do you mean? There's. It's H. not pronounced with an H. What are you talking? You about? just said Encino. Yes, no en, Encino. This what? Oh, I thought you said Encino. Sorry, Encinos. He's Encinos. A man in Encinos is back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's again, khakis, it's, man. Yeah. Again, Hollywood coming up with completely unoriginal ideas. And and did any of you see the recent Paulie Shaw movie? There was uh, one. <laughs> I forget what it was called. But do you know what? I rarely Biodome, turn a movie I thought was off. the most recent one. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was in one. And he, he was basically a sort of 40-year-old one, even 50-year-old stoner. And I rarely turn movies off, but this was just, it was embarrassing. It was terrible. So to get him back for a sequel to California Man and Cito Man. Uh... They're making a sequel to that? I thought this was a bit. Was it? I didn't read the full article. Don't I you, thought they were, don't no, I thought you you wish were doing it a was bit. A bit. <laughs> don't oh, no, you no, wish. no, no. Um, hang on a minute. I'm just looking at that Paulie Shaw movie, the recent is Brandon, one. Is Brendan Fraser coming back for the sequel? He should do because he's making a bit of a comeback, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I really like him in uh, Doom Patrol. I like that show. It's it's suitably weird. Guest House was the most recent Paulie Shaw film that I turned off. 
guess. There you go. You, you can see from the stunned mullet looks on your faces that you've never heard of it. It's probably best that you don't, because I mean, it was it was like I say, it was terrible. It was so embarrassing. As opposed it, to Biodome, the masterpiece. <laughs> but kind of Biodome was made in that '90s time when it is obviously a terrible film, but it's kind of like, at least it's mildly entertaining. Whereas seeing a nearly 50 year old stoner just trying to make jokes is just not funny at all. No, no, it's pretty sad. Not like 50 year old guys trying to struggling to start a YouTube (laughs) channel. It's, it's not sad at all. How did he even become a thing to where, I mean, I was thinking off my head, it was like biodome and see no man, uh, jury duty or whatever. Well, I think and then in Cino the- Man, it was his breakout hit. You know, was that his first one? Yeah, but it was. You know, the reason he, he was a standout because he was a side character, not the star. Yeah. yeah. As soon as they made him the star, he became not. It, it wasn't. He can't carry a movie with his whole. You know, hello there, everybody. All that mm-hmm. bullshit. It's just not. It doesn't uh, work. The, yeah, not rubbish. He's so annoying. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, so uh, that's that's on the news at least. We're going to get a um, a uh, remake of that. Hooray! Because what we need is a sequel thirty years after the original of of that. Blade Runner, I get. <laughs> you know, mm. California Man and Cito Man, maybe not so much. Um, oh, there's a thing about um, somebody being on the BBC, but I, I, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, you guys seem really fed up about talking about that. I personally, I love it, but. Um, <laughs> Dash cam came out, and we had our interview up with Annie. Um, uh, one thing and that myself, and, she, Sean, and, it, and the movie is so based, it's now been banned in the UK. <laughs> only in the View cinemas, but yes, it's been banned over here. Um, so not all cinemas are showing it. Myself and Sean are going to be talking about that in one of our controversial movie um, chats coming up. But yeah, basically, it, it, for, <laughs> Rob Savage, the director, loves it. He kind of wants to put it on the poster. <laughs> Um, but yeah it's basically because of the I don't want to say like massively right is it right wing or left wing that right wing you know without context you would I don't understand it because without context you would say oh they're just you know they're taking a shot at the Trump tards in context it's pretty right wing (laughs) you know if you know anything about Hardy Without content, if you walked into the movie theater blind, you'd think, "Oh, an obnoxious, you know, Trump tard." Uh, so I, I, it must be the talk, you know, the 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 jabs at the the <clears throat> the thing, the unspecified virus from an unknown organ. Yeah, I nearly I nearly said it then, but I remembered that we're on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so. I think it's a combination of both of those things. The only thing I can figure, because it's so nothing. I don't think any of it is really mean spirited at all. No, to me, no. no I, funny enough, I was the same. Like I say, I'm not political at all, but I didn't get any of that from either talking to Annie or the movie itself. It was. It, it didn't. It, it wasn't in in any kind of extreme. It was just the way that she came across. Well, I don't no. think that the movie was trying to push a political message. I think it was just. Here's this character, and this is how she is. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a difference. I I, I mean, there's, there's sometimes the movie is the one pushing the message through the characters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just showing characters like, look at this kooky character and all this stuff that she believes, and some of it may be right. Some of it, it doesn't really matter. This is just who she is, and we're just trying to make 
make her more interesting than your standard bland cookie cutter perfect you know yeah 20 something a, a, a sandra bullock yeah you know yeah. and i'm like going, I, I I'm, I'm okay with that she really some of the jokes in it are pretty edgy though even even like the non-political jokes i so i could see like you know the jokes about stretch being gay and then her you know so i but i mean it's like a well, there's no jokes anymore you know that they're yeah out right loud. but i mean it's in a way it's, it's about like, it's the kind of jokes that you would expect, like not as quality as Ricky Gervais would make, but that sort of tone, you know, that sort of like, oh, I'm going to make jokes just like it's still 1989. And uh, the, the funny thing is, is that a lot of people offline still talk like that. Uh, not me, obviously, yeah, uh, people yeah, that obviously I've heard not. about. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of refreshing to actually have somebody who is not then following the narrative of. Oh, you can't say this and you can't say that. It's just kind of refreshing. Like we said about Ricky Gervais last week, it was kind of nice to hear jokes about certain things. Cause... You hear jokes like that from me and Yoda all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're online, dude. We're oh, online. Don't drag. Oh. Don't drag me into this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him pretend like he didn't just tell us this joke about three Mexicans and two black guys. Right before I didn't, <laughs> but now I want to hear it. What is it? <laughs> uh, well, you see. You apparently um, got something in mind, so, you know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so the new Pinocchio trailer was out. I loved yes. it. <laughs> Corporate approved <laughs> message. Corporate approved message. The only, the, only, the only way that would have been better is if the Blue Angel sat on his face and said, lie to me, Pinocchio. Okay. Um, <laughs> that would have been funnier if we all haven't heard that joke a million times. So I'll shame, shut up. Shame shut on up. you. I'm digging up, I'm digging up stuff. Yeah, what, what, that, was, that was like... I, it was when they brought out the, what was clearly the lesbian African American angel. Mm. I'm like going. It, it, it was almost like, are you are you making fun of them now? <laughs> it, it's so it's so on the nose. It's almost parody. You know what I mean? On it's the like, nose. Hey oh. Hey oh. <laughs> uh, I, I was Brilliant. like going. It, now they're just screwing with us. That they, they can't yeah. be. I mean, it was it was so ridiculous and out of place Italian looking. Story. Yeah, in in you know, it was in the seventeen hundreds or the eighteen hundreds when that takes place. I forget. I don't know. Um, I think it was written in the seventeen hundreds. Seventeen hundreds. So yeah. I mean, and then they then they have this this black shaved head. Who I'm I'm sure is a fine actress and does her. You know, I'm not. I, I hate to go after the, and we can talk about that a little bit with Kenobi. I hate to go after the actresses themselves so much because doing a job. But I mean, I'm like looking at going. This is, it's it looks so weird and silly. It's so out of place and out of place. I I yeah. would say the same thing. Like if they brought out a white Black Panther, I would say the exact same thing. I was like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. You know, and I'm like going, it's. Or, or if it was set in the Congo and the, a retelling of Pinocchio in the Congo, and then a white dude with blonde hair and blue eyes showed up as the, you know, as the fairy godmother. That's the fairy angel, godmother. Whatever. Yeah. Be like, oh my god, what are you doing here? Like, I would, that, you know, that would, if they did a retelling of Pinocchio but set it in the Congo and did it with, you know, like African tribes or something, that actually sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, that sounds yeah, kind of cool. Make a pitch. I um, want to make a pitch. But <laughs> wait, that's... wait, wait, wait. I want to make, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to make a pitch. Don't hurt yourself. Pinocchio, Pinocchio set. In the Liberian Civil War. Hear me out. Hear me out. Wait a minute. The fairy godmother is played by Cheech Marin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, Malone. Oh, you want to be a real boy? Uh. <laughs> Maybe wait a minute. I Try some of this, man. It'd be great. <laughs> it's more of a it's more of a European. So how about set during the the Serbian Civil War instead? I I, I mean, it, you know, we make fun. But I mean, it it felt like a parody at that point. Like it's like we're going to do this to. I, yeah. I mean, you could almost see they they could have just put a a big graphic of a check box, a check yeah. checking the mm-hmm. box, bam, bam, you know, like that, because it was like I. You can see the you can see Sean's pitch me. You can see the pitch meeting going. The fairy godmother is black. Ooh, bold. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Looks a bit like a man. Oh, oh, fantastic, Nailed brilliant. It. Oh, this is good I, I guarantee that there's, I guarantee there's a lot of black people going out there going, stop pandering to me. Stop treating me like a child. I, I yeah, do, and it was insulting looking to me. I would it's like exactly to see. The same. It's exactly the same with the whole Speedy Gonzalez thing. Yeah. How they cancelled Speedy Gonzalez and the Mexicans are going, why? We really liked him, you know? <laughs> I, I, I'd like I don't to see know, some just... real. I'd like to see some hard stacks stats on just how many like African Americans actually go to these live action Disney remakes. Oh, anyway, oh, the Blue Fairy's black. Well, I'm in now. I'm I mean, how, go see how that. stupid and childish do you think that that's what they want? They what they're putting say, and then we'll get in the black audience because the black audience are a bunch of stupid idiots. And that's all you need to do. It's insulting. <laughs> they like a good story just... like everybody else. Just, just out of interest, I've just quickly looked up the trailer. I've got a filter on my um, uh, web page browser thing, which shows you the dislikes. And since that trailer came out, there has been 2 million views, over 2 million views, 40,000 likes, 272,000 dislikes. <laughs> yeah, I bet you there's And some, you wonder why YouTube removed the dislike. Or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Good thing they did, or we would have like a shameful ratio of dislikes. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, just on the surface, it's like is a live action retelling of Pinocchio. Who cares? You know, that would have been the end of it. But then they have then to do that, and then you like, okay, now that's controversial. And if you say anything you don't like, it now you're a racist. It's like yeah, that's, that's you're a bunch of simpletons. That's the bit that's annoying me at the moment, that you can't speak out against anything because you're phobic against it and, yeah. and racist against it. And it's kind of, no, I just don't happen not to like it. No, you know, these people are I'm, simpletons. I'm not... They're just stupid. So speaking of simpletons, um, you wanted to talk about Obi-Wan. <laughs> so I... <laughs> that's a I, good segue. I will start by saying that the three stars that I gave it was ridiculously over generous and the more i thought about it the more it the less it deserved the whole ending which i don't care if i spoil it now because tough tits the whole ending of like a stream of fire stops darth vader from getting his mortal enemy was just laughable absolutely laughable well they couldn't even cross that gate yeah it's like clearly you could just walk around the sides no problem They couldn't get. They couldn't get Pat. No, you had to shoot the thing. I thought, okay, well, if he's taking the the tram, maybe, or if he's taking the truck or whatever that thing is, if he's taking the vehicle, yeah. no, they didn't take the vehicle. He just my, he couldn't walk around it for some reason. My only question is, why do you two still subject yourself to this Disney so, crap? So the people watching don't have to. They're taking it for the start. team. 
No, nah, that's not also, an excuse. Anymore. I do, I do still live in hope that something for, that Disney produced might actually be good. You need to I kill that hope. So, I know <laughs> it, it, you it need is to crush it. dead. It is dead, but it's kind of there is just a little glimmer that it might actually. No, you're right. No, stop Mando, it. Mando was good. Stop it. No, stop it. I've got to stop, hey, stop away stop. from things I've not done by um, Dave Filippi and John Favreau. Although some people, some people um, on Twitter and online and everything else have been absolutely loving uh, Obi Wan, thinking it's the best thing in the entire world. I I I said wow. in, in the original when we talked about it, I think it was just I don't was it me and you or me you and I I can't remember, um, but one of our streams where we had a special on it, and I said, you know I'm I'm less irritated by Kenobi kind of giving up. In, in the in the circumstances that happened than I was with Luke. Yeah. What I was not expecting is that Obi-Wan didn't just give up, but that he apparently had a lobotomy and doesn't know how to make simple decisions anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's like a complete washing, and utter dumbass. Yeah. And, and he just lets himself get bossed around by Leia and he and he makes ridiculous decisions and he and like when he when he called her Leia by accident, I'm like Again, that was again. I, I I could not get over that. That it's such a. I mean, it, you know, in in the Great Escape, there's the bit where um oh um I can't think of them now. That and Roger Bartlett and one of the other characters they're getting away, and the German says to him, "Good luck," and he turns around and says, "Oh, thank you," and he kind of falls for it like that. And it was, but I mean, they were under so much pressure at the time. You understand it, but um, he's a Jedi no, Knight. He's been yeah. through the Clone Wars. The dude knows how to handle himself. I understand he's not, not exactly at a high point right now. And I, I I, am okay with that idea that he's not at the highest point right now. And that he has to get back to that a little bit before he meets up with Luke again. But there's there's so much that, that like, you take that one little kernel that might be interesting, and then they just completely just to, to do anything with that, they have to make him a complete and utter moron. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not... That's you guys not are killing. Right. You guys are boring the hell out of the chat. By the way, talking about this, I don't care. just saying. And me. watched a thousand movies last year. And he has nothing to do. That was last year. I had nothing to do. I've got stuff to do this year. That's right. I cut my toenails finally. That angle grinder went through a few sheets. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anything else in the news? I don't think there was anything. I mean, the rest I, of it. I did want to make of... a. I did oh, want to make a oh, sorry, mention of this comment we got on my news. Now, I talked about on the news that um, the actress, who I understand is actually a pretty good actress in the other thing that she's been in. And Disney put out this whole thing, says, you know, everybody needs to stop being racist. Like they preemptively were ready for all the racism because I think they knew they had a turd on their hands. Hmm. And a guy says, you overlook John Boyega being hammered with racist comments after the trailer over The Force Awakens and the whole stupid black people can't be tr stormtroopers argument. Okay. For those of you who have listened to the podcast, I, I use the same podcast channel that I did with another guy way back when. And there is an episode where I talk about that trailer and I talk about that actual incident. At the time, I did a search. I looked everywhere to find some evidence of people being mm. upset that there was a black stormtrooper. The closest I could find was is that Normies thought that they were all clones and they should have looked like Tamura Morrison. 
that's they, it was mostly a confusion thing that they didn't realize mm. that stormtroopers were just dudes. Yeah, drafted in. Yeah, they because you never saw a stormtrooper take off his helmet in the original trilogy, and they just kind of assumed that they were all that after watching the prequels that that's what stormtroopers still were that they were all clones. And that kind of thing, which is an honest mistake. It's not a racist thing. It's just an honest mistake. I couldn't find any evidence of anybody saying, I, I looked. I looked high and low. I couldn't find a single, you know, and there was no reprints in anything. Here, there was, for this girl, there was like two of them, two things that they put out. They both had like two followers. They were like egg accounts. Yeah. It's a little sus. And I'm like, oh, and then the third thing is, it's like, I just, where's your skeptic? Where's your skepticism, guys? Why are you? Why is it when it comes to terms of racism and everything, you just start defending big giant corporations? What is? Mm. Wh- where's your skepticism on this? Because big giant corporations can afford decent PR. Yeah, they're shields. You know, the people. Yeah, they're just shields. The people that yeah, are those fake racism things. Yeah. Mm. I, I I I'm 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 skeptical. I want to see these way. You know, if you're going to tell me two fringe egg accounts, and let's say they're even real, they have two followers apiece, that's not exactly influential. And the only reason it is influential is because you reprinted them, which is mm. a bizarre thing to do. To get, it, It's like we don't want to talk about the name of the guy who shot up Uvalde or whatever because we don't want to give him you know, more press. So why would you give these two non-entities press? Unless, well, you're trying, you're to, trying to gin up some marketing yeah. bullshit and get people mm-hmm. who are just hook, line, and sinker. Just I believe the corporations. I believe the I believe everything they tell me because I don't like racism and I don't want to be caught up as a bad person. I don't want the Donald Sutherland to be pointing at me and screaming one day. Maddox has just said sum it up in one word: Obi Wan is bad. That's three words. All right then. Garbage. Bad. <laughs> I was, you com- um, your command over the English language truly isn't. We said one word. I, I still like the thing from Kung. Was it um, Kung Power? He says um, killing is wrong. It, sh- it should be a new word. It's not just bad. It's wrong. It's badong. <laughs> That's a new word that we should use. Badong. Killing is badong. <laughs> makes me want to kill. Actually. <laughs> okay. Kind so of enough- cool now. Enough, enough with the news. So then, basically, let's talk about what we came, we came here to talk about, and that is dinner in America. Now, this was kind of a sleeper hit. Came out in two thousand and twenty. Um, I hadn't heard anything about it until somebody mentioned. Me. Yeah, the, I found the, the trailer. One with actually cool movie taste. Yeah. Me. Um, and, but yeah, you found the trailer, and it looked. Really, really interesting. So you did a review of it. Now you quite liked it, didn't you, Sean? I did like it. Yes, I, I, I will. At this point, I can easily say it's in my top three movies of the year. Fair play. Um, fair play. Now, I saw it. I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it, and I think it is incredibly well written and very, very much, much deeper than just a surface level kind of black comedy. Yoda, what was your take on it? Well, my simple take on it is that I loved it, but I, I it was it was a complex journey to get there. <laughs> um, so I I'll let you guys talk about it before I go. No, nah, you go ahead. You, you go sure? ahead. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So for the first 40 minutes, I absolutely fucking hated it. Um, no shit. I was, I was, this guy was just such a piece of shit and just so unlikable. And admittedly, I wasn't, I wasn't getting it yet. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Once he left and met up with the band, it all clicked. And then I retroactively started liking what I just seen because now I knew where they were going. Um, and some people have said that this is, um, like, uh, Napoleon dynamite dynamite. I, I think that on a very cursory tonal level for a scene like this weird, like Napoleon dynamite, when you watch these people, they're almost like aliens, like a cartoon heightened weirdness about them. Mm. They're, they're not quite, there's nothing normal about the way they interact. Yeah, you would not, yeah, you would not meet people like that in for, real for life. comedic purposes. Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of that in there, but that is not. But the movie Napoleon Dynamite is just a series of sketches, yeah. loosely tied together. That's all it is. Um, this has this is an actual story with a through line. No, what I realized what the movie is. I, I mean, I was like once once it clicked and once I understood it, I realized that the movie is Beauty and the Beast. That's the movie. That's a really astute observation, which I hadn't thought mm. about, but really, really worked. Think about it. He is... He, so in Beauty and the Beast, the dude gets cursed at the beginning. He is, comes from rich means. He's a prince. Yeah. The guy comes from, obviously, a rich family, right? And he, he comes out of the blood bank, and the fairy godmother, in this case, the girl that he was at the blood bank with... Uh, asks him to come over and offers to blow him, right? But she's what she really wants is she wants a little attention and kindness from him. And what he does is he tries to bang her mom. Yeah. He, well, she the mom comes he, on to him. I, I understand. I understand. I'm just talking from a plot I'd still have a good for Leah Thompson now. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I, that's my biggest <laughs> bone with this movie. If you're going to put Leah Thompson so prominently in the credits, she needs to have a bigger part than a cameo. She uh, was probably yeah. 90. That cameo was probably 90% of the budget, though. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm, that's the only thing I didn't like. But then, so he gets cursed after he leaves because they call the police on him. He's on the run after that, right? That's yeah. that's the that's the beast curse. And he's he's wearing it the whole time. He's wearing this frown. He's angry. He's awful looking all the time, right? And he meets up with this girl who is Belle. And I, I call her that because nobody understands her. The town and the gas the, the tracksuit guys are kind of like Gaston and then or and kind of like yeah. the town where they all look at her like she's weird and she's odd and she's you know, but she's not everybody dumb. has a go with her. Yeah, but she's not dumb. She's not stupid no. at all. She's uh she's she's got a, a, a an artist's heart in her. And she's got a great singing voice, right? We find mm. out, and she sees something in this beast of a guy, who they they end up like in Beauty and the Beast. They the plot device is he takes her prisoner, and the reason is so that they can have this time together for a while, so that they can break down the barriers and get to know each other. They don't have to go to that extreme in this movie, but they do have that where she's gone from her parents for like a, a day and a half or something. She doesn't mm. go home because they're put together at the hip. And he starts actually, you know, he saves her from the wolves or from the town, the Gastons, and she saves him. Kind of like Belle, you know, took him home to the castle after he saved her from the wolves. She saves him from the police 
by saying they, you know, didn't see. I mean, all these beats are there, and he, you know, they they eventually, you know, come to this really great connection with each other, and he starts to become more of a human being as time as he works with her, and she pulls out humanity from him. We see him smile. We see him be, you know, do good things for her. And I was like, holy shit, this, this fucking movie is Beauty and the Beast. And a really good one, too. Mm. It That's, yeah, like I say, I hadn't thought about that at all. Because like you say, for, from the outset, he is unlikable, you know, from the outset. He's, you know, he's not the kind of guy you would... Well, I don't want to say... It was kind of weird how he's... He's not the kind of guy I kind of want to, would want to hang around with, but at the same time, he's the kind of guy I wish would come into my life to spice it up a bit. <laughs> you know that you live in, if you live in Middle America, suburbia, or anything else. I imagine everything is boring unless you sort of kick it up and and be a big punk rocker and everything else, and then that gives you kind of that excitement. Uh, believe me, I uh, get a family and kids. I mean, you got, I wish I wish I could get some boring times. <laughs> my best friend in high school is just like that dude in the movie. Wow. Yeah, he was. When he gets the girl, then. When he gets no, arrested, he, actually, he breaks. No, the curse. I will actually. There's funny. I can tell you some fun. He he eventually moved off to Alabama after we graduated high school, where he started a basically a crack house and got arrested. <laughs> Somehow managed to avoid prison time, but his wife turned into a lesbian and left him and took his kid with him. He got mad about that and punched a punched a uh, walking down the street punched a car wind windshield out right in front of two cops walking down the street <laughs> he got arrested again for that uh yeah it, it the dude is uh just one like uh one bad decision after the next you know but then you kind of have to examine that the life that he's living is in some respects free you know that he's not constrained to the rich family and everything else and and, and whatnot he just lives his life as the way he wants to live but at the same time he is wanted by the police you know, so he's well, kind he, of not free because you can't. It kind of t- t- the impression that I got from the film is, is that you know you can kind of do what you want, but at the same time, if you do whatever you want, you are going to end up in trouble because you, you know there are I certain rules message, that you have to follow. I think the message of the film could probably be better be better put as everything in moderation, even moderation. Mm. Yeah, I, I well, I don't. I mean, I saw it as just a you know a, a love story for the most part. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and definitely that. and him, him finding him finding the ability to care about somebody other than himself, because that's that's yeah. that's the yeah. that's the that's what the beast was is that it was just an external representation of his own selfishness, which he was. But mm. as he figured out, you know, when she kissed him in the police car, even though he has to go to jail and everything, he's he's he'll he'll finish out his time. He's he's writing a bunch of new music and she's an inspiration and he cares about something other than himself, which makes his music better. And they'll be okay. There is a happily ever after in this movie. For and sure. So I saw all once I saw all that, once it clicked that that's what was going on, I, I mm. actually fell in love with the movie. But it it's just like the guy. It took me, you know, it took me a while to get there because mm. he is so fucking unlikable. But then when I <laughs> realized it i was like oh also i have a 20 year old daughter which is the same age as that girl so you know it's kind of like uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody comes home and starts saying prayers is, at the meal table that is a Ooh. terrifying thought right yeah there. it's it's a little bit like ooh, okay 
Please don't come on with this, dude. <laughs> another another thing which was, I think, very subtle that I said to Sean the other day we were talking about this, and I said about how I liked that kind of each section of the story started with that dinner in America. Mm-hmm. They each started with a meal. You know, the, the first meal is him in this, you know, getting Man. the medical research done and whatnot. And I mean, funny enough, I I just started to eat at that point, And that is horrible because <laughs> he's dribbling <laughs> and throwing up and everything else. And I was like, what am I watching? But then each each kind of kickoff point is the dinner. And I like the fact that at the end of the movie, not that we're spoiling too much, that he kind of gets the dinner, you know, the best dinner that he's ever had. He kind of says to get a decent meal in America, you've got to wind up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> And, well, I don't know. Beauty and the Beast, the big center point was the Be Our Guest number, which is all about making dinner and serving yeah, her up. I, yeah, don't know. True. I don't know if that's a if that's a correlation or if I'm really reaching at that point. But, so you're uh, saying then that this movie is uh, the live action version of <laughs> Disney's live action version. It's a lot better than version. the actual live action version, I'll tell you He's that. He's saying it's literally like Harry Potter and Disney and Marvel. <laughs> It's it's the middle finger version of Beauty and the Beast to yeah. Disney, which I kind of appreciate. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it didn't. It just didn't pull any punches in any respect, and it didn't care who it offended in any respect either. You know, I not that it, it went would, to extremes. It would but... pair. It would. Pair, it would make a very good double feature with Dash Cam, in my in my opinion. Because mm. once you're in the, if you like one. It would kind of put you in the mood for the other. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. like this. I, I like this. I'm sorry. I like this way more than Dash Cam. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see more about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it, it is obviously like, yeah, they are two different movies. But at the same time, I just think there were so many layers to all of the characters within this. I just I need to see it again to sort of think fully it appreciate. A, it's a it is a it is a near art house movie disguised as a as a black comedy rom com in, yeah. in some ways, you know. It's very art you know, it's 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 low budget, it's done with real I think, care and I, heart. I think sometimes you know, some I, I, some guy I, in the comment on my review was like, uh, that song that she sings isn't punk rock at all, blah blah blah. And I was like, well, you know, in the context of the movie, it's it's not supposed to be. Right. He even says about her, the songs that she wrote, that they're, what does he call them, like uh, pop punk? Well, she's a very sunny but, gal. She wears sunny colors all the time. She's always wearing bright colors. But the guy was like, well, because I said, you know, it's a movie about, you know, punk rock has a lot to do with the movie. And the guy, and I played the clip of her singing the song and, you know, some, some big brain whip. Oh, that's not punk. You know, it was like the kind of guy. It's like I only listen to the uh, Ramones on vinyl. <laughs> only Sex Pistols. Only Sex Pistols yeah, did I'm punk. Nobody say. else did. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, the the movie, you know, punk rock is not doesn't necessarily have to be nihilistic. I don't think. Well, I never said that. We're, no, I'm, I'm not I'm saying you. I'm not saying you are. Comedy. I'm saying that this this guy was extremely nihilistic at the beginning. And her wearing all the bright colors and everything to me is like bringing in, because all he wore was black or whatever he wore, and and she brings in like you know color and optimism, and, and like she he, he only smiles when she's around. You know, this is weirdly yeah. a very optimistic movie, which is yeah. you know in its own bizarre way. It doesn't feel like it, or if you if you don't dig in, see that's. That's why I think you're spot on, Sean's, because I think there's a lot of layers and a lot of things to dig in once you get past some of the, you know, the early stuff 
or what you understand what they're trying to go for here. I'm not even sure mm. if they're really trying to go for Beauty and the Beast. I mean, they say there's only like, what, seven stories that get told no matter what. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm saying that that's kind of what it ended up feeling like to me. Um, and I really I appreciate it, was, it for that. I mean, I think I got, it's great. I got more of a, of a um, feel of uh, Evil Dead 2 out of it. If I was going to say it was a remake of anything, that's what I... <laughs> Well, she did swallow his soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It, it, uh, another thing about it, you know, you're talking about that. She's she's like the eternal optimist in the movie, and in a way, her her, uh, you know, just she takes so much shit from everybody around her, except even from him for a lot of the movie. Yeah, and, and uh, it. I love- it reminds it was, me of the husband from Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's like they're they're the real strong, you know, the real strength, you know, the she's strongest rewarded person. For in it. I yeah. mean, how optimistic yeah. do you have to be to every day take a Polaroid of yourself masturbating the guy's song <laughs> and hope that maybe one day he comes into your life? I, th- well, c- congratulations. Crossed, Michael Bubble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, actually, yeah, that might I've, be what the restraining order is about. I've, I've heard the phrase "too much information," but now I truly understand it. It really I, hit I, home I, now. Then it adds. I love the fact that what you said earlier, Sean, about everything in moderation. How she learned to let go and be more freer, but then he learned to kind of calm down a bit. And yeah. you know, if you're going to carry on this way, you you know, so they complemented each other so brilliantly well, even though they were so far apart, opposites almost. A little bit. In she some was, respects. She was she so was misunderstood the- by her her environment, her family and everything. Um, the, the village, the town folk, so to speak, the Gastons. I call the, the tracksuit guys the Gastons because like, clearly they yeah, liked her. Very clever. Very clever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, uh, they just didn't understand her. Nobody seemed to understand her. And I, I get it. I mean, it's like, yeah, she's this, this music is the only thing that's really spoken to her is this guy's music. Mm. And she cares a lot about it. That that's that's where they do they are. You know, the common ground there is that she's as she likes his music and is very as as passionate about it as he is. Obviously, yeah. And mm. uh, and she learns to take you know get more control of her life to punch out bitches on a bus. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. This, I mean, I I hate seeing people like that being bullied. And it's just horrible, especially when there is two or three of them. You know, you had the two guys and the two girls. You know, when there's more, when you're outnumbered, if you're going to get bullied, it's kind of not much that you can do. But she takes it back into her own hands because it's kind of like, you know, no, 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 I'm not taking that from you. You know, she'd learned to kind of st- st- stand up against him, um, you know, because he did like her and everything else. And so she kind of gained that confidence to sort of say no to him, you know, and, and, and stand up to him. And that gave her then the confidence so that if anybody's going to have a go around the bus, she is going to have a go back. But she isn't <laughs> the like, revenge. the revenge yeah. is good. But I mean, if I'm, you look the, the at the scene, it's just hilarious. The way they set it up on those two, the two jocks, you know, that, no, that, that was funny. You but, know, it reminds me of the, the way they do the two guys in Heather's. Let's set them up once yeah. they're dead. To, to make <laughs> yeah. them you know, that reminded me of that. Well, like the the guy, um, the the girl at the end when she when she uh, on the bus with the two girls, the you know the dichotomy. Like she's still in her old life, but she's also learned this new life. And so, 
that is represented by her going to the extreme of punching out someone in the face, but then using the <laughs> line that always was in her home, you need to take it down a notch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I just thought, I was like, that's a brilliant way to end the movie. You know, because it's like, I'm, I'm, that's the moderation you're talking about. I'm in both worlds now. And yeah. I can yeah. use the good things for both worlds to take control of my life. And kind of the whole message of take it down a notch can be applied to just everything in life. Right. You know, that like like you say, you can go to extremes of stuff where, you know, you end up in, in so much trouble and everything else. But then you can also be like her family, completely boring and not doing anything. And, you know, we're not going to go to raves and all this kind of stuff. But it's kind of take it down a notch. If you if you're being one extreme or another, just take it down a notch. That reminds me, I assume that the movie was set sometime in the late 80s. What I, I am not clear on that. I never saw a cell phone, so I wasn't sure. And there was like right. a lot of stuff. She's using cassette tapes. And, yeah, and, I I yeah. think it was set, oh, set yeah, in the I late eighties, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it's like does the time the time period doesn't really seem to matter. No, no. that's what I liked about it. It it was it was time. It's sort of like the kid time detective. Relation. Yeah, the kid detective kind of had that weird outside of time feel, except that they, they did have some cell phones in it. Yeah. But if not for the if not for the few times of using a cell phone and the internet, that's how, that's how we measure this stuff now, right? Do they have cell phones? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, it must have been earlier than. <laughs> <laughs> how would you guys rate it compared to the kid detective? Which one would you? Uh... It's really close because both of them. I think. I mean. The kid detective is kind of, I want to say, more upsetting because of obviously the end of it. But at the same time, it's not. No, no, no. What I mean I is, love the, I know. I just, I love the. I just, it makes me laugh because it goes. The kid detective just goes so dark at the yeah, end. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's great. It's, it's I, you know, it is horrendous to watch at the end of it. But then, <laughs> but then, with this, I feel that there's more of a message that I kind of came out of this feeling more confident you know that you could do things you can push the boundaries a little bit and everything else that i, I don't think the kid detective had that on me i don't think yeah i no. tend to be just <laughs> more optimistic in general so i would probably side more with dinner in america but i don't want to take anything away from the kid detective because it was phenomenal too yeah. Yeah, that I, that would be basically what I would say too. I like Dinner in America. I enjoy it better, but the kid detective is still brilliant. The, the, yeah. the, they're kind of, uh, yeah, that would make a dub, a good double feature. I think. Yeah, I think you'd probably need to to watch Kid Detective first, and yeah. then kind of pick yourself up a little bit with Dinner in America. <laughs> it, it, does, it does follow a nice curve all the way down, and then the beginning of Dinner in America is down there and works its way back up. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So yeah. I want to finish well. <laughs> you do it the other side. You start bad, you finish bad, and you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think, actually, that Dinner in America this week, this past week, got its U.S. debut as far as like being in, in limited theater release and VOD. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, even though it was made a couple years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, 2020 yeah, is what it's listed and, as. And apparently it was released somewhere over there on your side, but I didn't find out about it until pretty recently they started rolling trailers for it on you know because of my i guess my my viewing habits on instagram it was like oh you you you'd like this i'm and guessing it was supposed to get released in 2020 and then the pandemic probably yeah there's right. been a pandemic 
unknown um, virus of unspecified origin. <laughs> yeah, because a movie related. like a movie like that released in 2020, 2021 would not have had a chance at all. It would have just went. It would have no, died. It's going to have a tough time now, even. But yeah, it's, uh, and it's a shame because it is. I mean, you're not going to take your grandma to this. No, but you know and the funny thing is, is you say that is I've been rewatching some of in the search ofs, uh, in the search of darkness and in the search of tomorrow, which are both great documentaries about eighties movies. Because um, myself and Yoda were looking at doing a retrospective of nineteen eighty two with some of the films that came out in nineteen eighty two. But watching those, but I'm not invited to this. No, um, oh, it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> what? Do you want to edit up a bunch of different movies? Because it's it's much more of a little blurbs like the overlooks uh, it's not like yeah we're not discussing uh, it discussing it i didn't uh, want to, i didn't want to anyway maybe after we get done we'll have a discussion it sounds it sounds like well yeah we will discuss them at some point in time and i've completely forgotten my point now so uh somebody else carry so you were on watching search of dark, you were watching search of darkness and something about the 80s grandma grandma not going to the movie and then you said you were watching search of tomorrow and and the documentaries and then no, it's hell getting old, ain't it? <laughs> Success. Uh, yeah. I haven't got my trousers on. No. Um, <laughs> um, no, I like so I can't I can't remember what it was now. Um, anyway, yeah, The Internet America, excellent movie that hopefully everybody on the website watches at some point because it's a great movie. I, oh, I, that's the, what I was going to say. I got it out. I got it out before I forget. Watching watching that in, in the search of a lot of movies when they came out didn't quite gain the following that they do have now. You know, mm-hmm. there's a few titles that came out and it kind of bombed at the box office. But then when it came out on VHS, even by, just because of the sort of whole box cover or whatever it might be, but it started gaining like a cult following. And I think this is one of those films that I don't, it is going to fly under people's radars. But at the same time, I think anybody who sees it is then just going to go, hey, guys, you've got to see this. This is great. Mm-hmm. I think this movie will appeal to guys like, you know, people like us first and then hopefully spread from there. But I don't know how many people listen to guys. This is not a four quadrants movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Eggy says hi. Hi, Eggy. Eggy, why don't you join us? I'm sure it's not too late. He's out celebrating the Lizard Queen's birthday. Oh, that's right. Anuki Crown says hi to you, Sean. My one fan. Apparently. And they have the rainbow flag up, so I guess they really like you. Oh, that's where. I, well, that's clearly a woman's name, but it's because I said that I was so happy but to what, celebrate. What is a woman, Sean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> I think this interview's now over. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so, uh... I can't answer that. Can't answer that. He's got to leave. <laughs> are we? Are we going to mention that? No. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna do no, that we'll do that. Thing. We'll do that on a different. We'll do that a different deal. So I still want to write a review of it, but, um, but yeah, um, okay. So, all, five star all round for yeah. dinner in America. Yeah. Four and a half, maybe. I'm I'm, oh, I'm taking off on. a half a star because Leah Thompson needed a much more screen time than what she got. You can't put her that. You, you can't tease me with a lot of Leah Thompson. And not give me Leah Thompson. Would you give it five stars if Leah Thompson had showed her titties in it? I'll give it six. <laughs> you need to watch All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise in. I know. You know what the best Leah Thompson movie is? I wore out is that videotape. Or at least one Red little Dawn. section of it. Red Dawn is her best role. 
Red Dawn? I don't know. Child's oh, three. Yeah. She's in the bikini the whole time. She shoots up commies with an AK in Red Dawn. You make a, you make a compelling all, argument. All the white moves has got Bush. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> not the president. And yeah, I was going to say, not George. <laughs> um, oh dear, I haven't seen that for an she awfully still, long time. She still looks pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. She, she does. looks great. Oh, it's kind of weird how some people are in movies like we, we talked about um, everything everywhere all at once. The husband, you know, short round, he's in two massive movies of Goonies and, and Indiana Jones, and then just kind of doesn't appear in anything else. And there are some people like I say with Leah Thompson, you know, she's in sort of the biggest trilogy of all time, but then just kind of fades away, whether they don't like the acting. No, or they she's been it. No, she was in Howard the duck. <laughs> You know what I mean? She's not. It's not like. It's, I think you're making like, George's point for him. Actually, there. She, she had a TV, in the late nineties, she had a TV show on. Yeah, NBC. Caroline in the City or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it went on she, for she, several she, seasons. She had. She. She's. She's doing more behind the camera work. I think these days. I think that's what she's kind of wanting to do. And uh, I know she directed one of Picard. Um, mm. Oh yeah. And she had a she had a small cameo in one of the episodes, but uh, um, I I don't know what all she, I'd have to look it up. I don't know what else she's doing, but yeah, she's um, she, you know, just doesn't I mean, need to like do saying, all the movies that she did before. I, I think that's more by choice than anything. Like I say, I just thought it was strange that kind of you know, like I say over here, she can't. Yeah, like I say she popped up every now and then. It was like, oh no way, it's Leah Thompson. But it, you know, she just just didn't, you know do all that much and how some people it's i think it's in family guy in um oh blue harvest where he he says um um peter's playing han solo and he says yeah and i'm the only guy in this uh, movie who has a career after this because <laughs> again kind of like i mean mark hamill obviously you know went again did voiceovers and stuff and carrie fisher was kind of the the same thing and, and like you know say, she died do you know she died recently hmm? carrie fisher you know she died recently I think I read something about that. Nice one, Sean. Um, <laughs> Mark Hamill's best role was in uh, the Big Red One, by the way. The Big Red One? I don't know that one. It's a war movie from 1980 with Lee Marvin and uh, David Carradine and Mark. Oh Hamill. yeah, it does ring a bell now. I did see him recently in something called it was like Bonzo the Bear or something which was very interesting about a family that kept a kid locked in a basement, a.k.a. Joseph Fritzel. Have you heard of Joseph Fritzel over there? It's my uncle. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> but they, they had him watch a TV show that they created for this kid, and the voice was done by Mark Hamill. It's a very interesting movie, ever so weird. Um, I, I really liked it, and it was a good role for Mark Hamill as well. Oh, so let's, if you guys don't mind, what do you... That that Winnie the Pooh horror movie trailer <laughs> come out. Yeah, I think it's going to be garbage. I don't like the, everything about that trailer and the way it it they edit it put together. Is makes that me think, trailer like? like it's just, is it yeah. like just half of the trailer? I I, didn't, I, I think, think yeah, it's, I, I think somebody who has seen an idea, grabbed it, ran with it, and thrown right. it together as quickly as possible to be the first one to get it out, and it's yeah. gone viral. I mean, like, I there's could, no story yet. They just Let's make a bunch of shots and some feeler, and then, yeah, we'll figure the what movie about out. That? Like it just, it like they just had a uh, um, a half opaque shot of Pooh's face, 
like superimposed over the whole trailer. It was just really amateurous. And then the trailer just, just it's like, uh, I, I thought doesn't like, tell you I nothing. got half doesn't the trailer say, or something. It's really bizarre. And it, do, and it doesn't really, you know, doesn't really tell you anything about it. Whether, like I say, whether somebody has, I mean, like, funny enough, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, how somebody made like the gritty, real, you know, version of it as a trailer, but then it actually took off. Whether somebody's just sort of thought, oh, yeah, I can do that, you know, let's get Winnie the Pooh and make it into a horror film, and then just try to try to run with it, hoping somebody somewhere out there will give him money for it. I, I, I love the con- I love the concept. I, I'm just over the whole idea of taking like you know kids' characters and then making a really creepy, gothic, nutty, bizarre horror. I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's been done to death. I'm just is it. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about like American McGee, like Alice in Wonderland. They do that all the time, and I think they've done I've it with a couple of others. The the what, they did that one with the banana splits, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Ah, oh, just okay, whatever. Yeah. And again, if it's kind of done in a in a creative way, then it is quite good. But then, like I say, sometimes I think just some people. I'm sure they make they they go into. I I feel people have got lost whilst they're stoned and wandered into like a movie production company and managed to somehow get a meeting and then they're sort of going, yeah, and it's the banana bunch, but scary. <laughs> and then somebody's just gone, yeah, sure, here's a blank check, go and make it. <laughs> Take beloved characters, make them creepy and weird and and you know off putting, you know, like Last Jedi. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, you should yeah, be ashamed of that. No, but also with the jokes that we make on here, this uh, we're gonna have to sink really low to uh, <laughs> be ashamed of the stuff we say. Um, <laughs> I, I had my shame removed, so it's fine. <laughs> don't, don't kill I mean, the party, don't kill the cringe, kill the part of you that cringes. Um, I, I'm British, so I have no shame at all. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's all you have. Yeah. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> um, it, it does bring up my favourite joke, though. Of oh, I can't, I can't kind of do it now because it kind of spoiled it because we were talking about it. Uh, yeah, young and, and don't forget we're now monetized. So no, 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 no. It's not like that. Basically, a little girl goes up to her dad and says, "Dad, where does poo come from?" And he says, "Oh, well, um, you know, we eat food and and all the nutrients go into our our, our body so that we can live and it's healthy. And everything that we don't need, we we excrete through our through our bums, and it comes out as poo." And she goes, "Oh, what about Tigger and Piglet?" <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> Every now and then, I oh, oh my god! <laughs> it can't Every be any day, worse. It's just a struggle not to kill myself. <laughs> oh, good times. We'll do it for you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. you you already are. <laughs> Jokes like that, <laughs> death by a thousand cuts. That's what that is. Come on, that was quite a good one. Um, okay, so we've talked about that. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, let's. Uh, I yeah. did. Let's see what I watch. Oh, I watched uh, the older one, and I've I've kind of gotten on a kick of because you guys keep you know coming up with this stuff. I'm like I never seen it before, so I watched Kelly's Heroes, which I had never watched. Oh, and fantastic! I told you, yeah. Great. My favorite character throughout that whole film is Donald Sutherland. Oh yeah, he steals the show. 
Quip with them negative waves. Brother. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> and of course, Don Rickles is great. Um, yeah. I haven't even, what are you crying for? I haven't even asked you yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the guy, there was a guy on my war movie marathon that said that Kelly's Heroes was a trash movie. And I told him he had a dog shit opinion because that is one of the greatest movies ever made. Well, the only thing I was kind of surprised about is how overshadowed Eastwood is in it. I mean, he's well, great. Think, he's fine in it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's like it's he's just one of a motley band of guys that are doing this whole. Yeah, you know. it's a true. It's a true. You know what do you call it there? The, Based the on cast. true story. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, it, it, the, the whole the casting. You know, it's an ensemble and everybody. Yeah. Gets yeah. To, yeah. I guess. It's kind no of like Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven, where in Ocean's the the remake of Ocean's Eleven, everybody's just trying to outcool each other, and it's it's kind of the same Sa- thing. Saving Private Ryan meets <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, you know, because there's some there's yeah. some horrendous stuff that happens to some of these guys, especially the I'm thinking like the minefield and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because yeah. that's not, really that's be rough, and yeah, yeah. It, it is not a straight up comedy. It is a war movie with comedy elements. Yeah, I. You know, so, the t- very realistic looking tanks and, you know, the tiger look, oh, the tigers yeah. in it look real. The whole town. Uh, I mean, there, there was no map painting or CGI. <laughs> I don't know if they built yeah. this thing or filmed it on location or what. I was just kind of taken, taken aback by how big the town was that they did the whole final yeah. thing in and, and destroyed that. Uh, like at the very beginning, they're kind of stuck in that on a barn or something yeah, or barn. dock house. Yeah. They got the the major that's stealing the yacht, telling them they all need to be good guys mm-hmm. while he's stealing the fucking yacht. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just I just coming on to something else. I did watch. Um, I mentioned it earlier before we came on live. The Midwich Cuckoos, the first episode of the Midwich Cuckoos, uh, which is the the original book was called the Midwich Cuckoos, and it's very unusual that I've actually read it because it was only about 20 pages with pictures. Um, so what, a cook, what does that even mean? What The cuckoo? cuckoo. Is that some British slang term for something no, dumb? No, no, no. A cuckoo is a bird that will land in another bird's nest, knock out one of the eggs, lay its own egg, and fly off. And so that the... The, the the mother will come back thinking she's got all her eggs there and okay. then raise this cuckoo and it goes off and that's kind of what happens in in this in the story in this it's a little village in england and for 24 hours i think in the original it was everybody just fell asleep yeah we know the yeah i mean we know I'm the, just explaining to people who may not have seen it nobody's watching anyway you're just talking to us so i'm don't. just gonna say that <laughs> when they when all the women wake up they're all pregnant and they give birth to these children, which have got these powers and stuff. And the original movie, I still like the original movie. I think it's, I think it's really well done. However, the TV series, one episode was enough to put me off. Oh, is it bad? Going bad, through. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Is this a newer was, show, or is it? Yeah, yeah, it's only just recently come out. Oh, okay, so it's like a remake uh, of that, but in TV show form. You know, in the in the way that they they keep doing that. Um, I got but, an ideal. Suddenly, I got an ideal to pitch to you guys about this same story, but in a SJW uh, woke version. Will the men get pregnant? The the men no the women. Well, I don't know what a man is. First of all, George, you fucking be. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> never mind, never mind. I'm too disgusted. He's, he's not a biologist. Uh, on second thought, I realize if I go through with explaining my ideal, we we get banned from. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to something else, which I did watch, which we could talk about, is the new season of the Orville has come out. 
Yay. And I did watch the first episode, and it is just as good as it's always been. It was actually a really interesting episode. And this is the final season too, right? They cancelled it after this one. Yes. Apparently. Supposedly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I watched it too, George, and it's it's better than any other episode of New Trek. Um, it's it's finally like it's finally has the confidence enough to to stop with so many of the goofy jokes that kind of in the first season I thought kind mm. of held it back Is a it, little bit. I thought it was a straight comedy. Is it not? It the. I, again, no. I thought it was going to be Family Guy in space, and it's not that at all. There are jokes, mild jokes here and there that are thrown in, but overall, it is just a loving recreation of Star Trek. It's gotten more. It's gotten more serious. It still has uh, a little bit more of that humor and and lacks some of the formality, but in here it works because it's it's appropriate and it's. Mm. And and they've set up the world a certain way, you know, but they're kind of like at the beginning, I think it was too jokey and, and there was too much of that Seth MacFarlane nonsense dialogue that went back and forth yeah. here. He's actually in this, you know, but th- that is kind of slowly just gone down over the course of the first two seasons by the second season. You, now they're in a state of war in, in essence. And they have this whole thing with Isaac and his people, the the robot people or whatever. And it's he, he's taking his duty a lot more seriously than I think he did at the beginning. Um, and all the the silliness, and I'm sure there will be some silliness. I mean, it's not, it's never going to be as serious as Star Trek was, I, but I, that's okay. Funnily enough, though, I like kind of the silliness because it just makes the characters more human. You know, that they are all good at their job and everything else, but at the same time, they have a bit of a laugh and a giggle. You know, they go for drinks after work and that kind of thing. And to me, it just makes them so much more likable. They're 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 achieving a better balance than Discovery or Picard was able yeah. to do. Um, the, the every, every time they try to do humor or something in, in the, the new Trek shows or the way they speak to each other, it all sounds forced and inappropriate. This all sounds natural. I, you know, Mm. I would prefer maybe it would be more serious like a Star Trek, but I'm not bothered or, you know, angered by it. Like I am in Star Trek. It's It's it's, more, it's fun to watch. Yeah. 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 Eggy Uh, uh, says in the chat that he finally got to watch, uh, Ted K. The, uh, Unabomber. Yeah. Have you seen that yet, Yoda? No, haven't. I need to find it, but I'm trying to catch up with stuff. I did watch the first episode of The Boys. Uh, like I said, I watched that Kelly's Heroes. Um, I've got Tora, 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 and the Battle of Britain on my list. Kind of in a war kick right now, and then, uh, mm. and then I've been working on. You know, I, I've had to go to work this week. I've actually had to go in. <laughs> An loser. hour away, and it's like Fucking I just loser. don't have a lot of time. These quit, days. man. What's the matter with just you? Just quit. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll set oh, up I a GoFundMe a... for Yoda, you know, support Yoda so he could do <laughs> this full time. Yeah. He's trying you know, to beat George's thousand movies a year. <laughs> you know, the uh, just as a little promo here, I guess, uh, me and George are going to talk about exploitation films on the next one, but Asian exploitation movies. And 
That, I now thought you said alien. Alien exploitation movies. <laughs> I genuinely thought you said. I asked you specifically before, and I said, have you ever seen Battle Royale, the Japanese yeah, I, movie? I thought that was a really tenuous link. I thought you were just talking about some of the controversial movies. Right, okay. Asian exploitation. That is better for me to be prepared on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, man. I really wish you hadn't figured this out now because that would have been one hilarious conversation. I don't remember anybody with slanty eyes talking. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't remember E.T. getting raped by Elliot. I don't. What are you talking about? Anyway, Something... have you ever oh, seen God. Battle Royale, Yoda? I haven't. I know about it, and I know it's like you know the it's it's like the Hunger Games, or maybe no, Hunger oh, Games, Hunger like, Games oh, yeah. is inspired that, by it a little bit. I think Yoda. That's that's as bad as I heard a young person say recently. There was um, they were playing Journey on the radio, and and they actually turned to me and said, "Why is it these bands have got a rip off Glee?" I know it wasn't the other. I know it was the other way around. I remember them talking you, about Battle Royale when <laughs> Hunger Games was a huge thing, and I kept meaning to get to it. And then when Hunger Games went away, and I got I got. Distracted by shiny keys or something like I usually you gotta, do. So. You got to correct that immediately. I know. I got. I got. It, I got the raids. I got to get the raids done. I haven't watched those two. Now you got to watch Battle Royale first. I got to watch Battle Royale. I've got so many that I've, I'm trying to get caught up on here, but I have to watch have, Kenobi. Have you ever too. seen? At least, at least we found somebody worse than Eggie. Have you um, ever seen Visitor Q? No, I've got that, that on watch list, but I haven't got around to watching it yet. What about uh, Ichi the Killer? Yeah, Itchy the Killer's brilliant. Love it. How about Machine Girl? Yep. Or Machine Gun Girl, I should say. Yeah. Oh, I watched God, a lot of Jackie Why Chan do... movies. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't watch American Rock ones either. Talking... No, 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 no. I'm talking like Super Cop or, uh, you know, the so, Legend of the Drunken Master, things like a that. Little a little taste of what we'll be discussing. Visitor Q, for instance. A guy murders his co-worker and then decides to have sex with the body and then rigor mortis sets in while he's in the middle of raping the corpse and he gets stuck and his wife has to come and pour vinegar on him to get them broke it's a great movie man <laughs> did, did you get some security footage from my office <laughs> um i don't know if i'm gonna get a chance to watch it this week annoyingly because i'm off work uh which is a really weird thing to say, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I will try to get it watched. Visitor Q or Visitor Q. Oh, okay. If you can't watch that one, that's fine. You see, um, I did watch the other day because again, this is coming back to in search of <laughs> in search of darkness. They had the movie Dolls. Mm. Now I'd never seen this, so I found a copy and put it on. First of all, what I've got to say is. It's kind of a shame it wasn't made creepier and it wasn't so much of a comedy horror because I think if it was made a bit creepier, it probably would have been the most scariest movie ever made because the dolls in it are awful. And the other thing I noticed was it had some of the best stop-motion animation I have ever seen. It was absolutely brilliantly done. It was, oh, it was, yeah. It's, rated, it's rated pretty highly, too, for you know what it is. Like Most people agree that it's... Even at the time, I remember, like, even though it wasn't like a block, but you know, blockbuster. Obviously, there was a lot of good, like, you know, there was some people were impressed with it, people that yeah. did see it. 
It was. I was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I, I, I really, really liked it. Like I say, I know he said. Um, I can't remember who directed it now, but he said it was basically based off the poster of the of the little mm. doll holding the eyeballs. And he said from that poster we had to make a movie, <laughs> so yeah. there had to be a scene in that film which had that. And uh, but the animation was, I was really shocked actually because I there was times I was looking at it and thinking to myself, hang on, is is that an actor dressed up? And I, I I can't quite tell because it was just it was so well done. It was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that. I tell you guys one that I rewatched. Uh, last night because it uh, it come on and I haven't seen it in a while but I love it is Caddyshack two which is superior to Caddyshack one I don't care what either one of you are about to say Caddyshack two is the better of the two I don't this remember is... the first one uh, the second one but I remember the first one with fond affection because it was a video that my friend's dad used to rent not knowing there was nudity in it. <laughs> so me and, me, me and my teenage mate, you know, back in the back in the days were kind of like, oh, no, wait, there's like boobs in this. It's really good. And his dad doesn't know. And yeah, he used to rent it for us quite a lot. So I, I know Caddyshack a lot better. I don't think I've seen the second one. So at, at no point during your rambling, incoherent opinion there, <laughs> did you form anything close to sense? And we are all dumber now. For you having said that, that I award you. From? I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Is that where that's from? No, it's no. That's a, that's from an Adam Sandler Adam movie, Sandler Happy movie. Gilmore. It's a meme at this point, but I mean, Caddyshack Two is garbage. Right. It's great. What are you talking about? It is garbage. <laughs> no, it is not. It is a good. It's it is an un, flaming it is a, hot dumpster fire. It is a misunderstood masterpiece. <laughs> Have I ever led you guys wrong on my movie opinions? Many, yet? many times, yes. Oh, like um, what? Like what? Everything. Yes. Sorry, I'll We're just go back a few pages. Yeah. We're talking today we talked about a movie that I recommended <laughs> to you two imbeciles. <laughs> you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Stop clock twice a day. That kind of crap and some of it sticks. Um, <laughs> um Okay, no, okay, so uh, oh, are we are we done? I think so we could have a short yeah. one for once. Yeah, I did. I did watch. I ended up watching Father Stew, and I said that if you're going to describe the plot of that badly, is man tries to impress a woman and it gets out of hand. Because <laughs> <That laughs> basically, I, I, kind I of... had a good laugh at that one. I was like, yeah, it's like, and then you became a priest, huh? That's how it yeah. ended up. Wow. <laughs> You, you got baptized of her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got baptized, yeah. And you ended up becoming a priest. Yep, yep, yeah. Did she marry you? Uh, eventually. Eventually, yes. <laughs> it's just the way you What did you think of it in general? I, I mean, I, I, did, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a, I was halfway. De- First of all, I know it's a true story. And second of all, I was like, eh, it's not bad. It's okay. It was a perfectly serviceable movie, but I did find it started to drag on towards the end. And it kind of, again, it's one of those films that just take off half an hour and it would have been good. Um, yeah, but like that's, I say, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. You know, it, it started to drag on a little bit. And like I say, I know it's a true story and it's interesting watching true stories and stuff, but it's kind of, it's not the kind of film I'd sit down and, and watch again or sort of, oh, wow, you got to watch this because it's great type of thing. It's no, just kind of, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I feel no need to revisit it or anything, but as far as, you know, watching something that isn't, you know, just nonsense woke trash, it was, was kind of nice. It's nice to see Mark Wahlberg playing a um, different character than he normally does. No, I couldn't do that with a straight face. 
No, he was still playing Mark Wahlberg, but it he did all right. He did all right. In that. I yeah, can't, I can't yeah, stand yeah. him. I can't stand him. I, I would never watch anything he's in. Oh, you're joking. The happening was brilliant. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. You know, that movie had so much potential. But that could have been. That could have so been. What was that? I'm sorry. It's M. Night Shalaman. He's so hit and miss. <laughs> uh, I mean, just the concept was great, but then, you know, it turned stupid. The happening. What's happening? Not much, weirdly enough. Uh, <laughs> Lamps, uh, is what we're I did doing. watch. There's like an unrated Run version. Run from the wind. Run. <laughs> I, there, have you seen the unedited version of that? There's like two cuts of that, apparently. And one is like a lot more bloody and violent. I have no Once desire. was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, if you, yeah, and like I say, there are some films that I can, even if there's a brilliant special edition, I don't think I'd go out of my way to, to watch them again. Hmm. I mean, it's unbearable, but you know, there's more blood in it, which makes it <laughs> a little bit more bearable. Yeah, you... Do any children die? Uh, yes. I think, oh. I think uh, there is one good scene, if I remember right. Does it, isn't Shalaman one of the guys that actually walks into a lawnmower or something like that? Is, it... <laughs> I, don't, I remember that a guy does it, but I don't recall if it was him or not. Because he's in all his own movies. So I was thinking he was one of the guys yeah. that killed himself. I thought that was that was. Worth oh, it. A, a kid does get a shotgun blast to the face. Yeah. So, I always I like, like Shalaman's own performance in Lady in the Water, where he played the novelist who wrote a book who which saves the world. Life. Saves the world, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and who and wrote then, this movie? And then yeah. he went completely up his own ass. It was amazing. I what seen a special that, effect I, twist. I saw the the Chris Stuckman an- analysis of that, where he's like defending. I'm like, no, dude. There's no, no. It's like yeah, it, it 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 is shot very beautifully, but he just uh, it's like you said. Well, I remember seeing the trailer and I thought, you know, because I think it was the one he did after Signs, and I was still. Yeah. No, I think he did the uh, Village after Signs. Did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I didn't see the Village, and I heard nothing but bad things about it. But I I was like, okay, well, you're gonna have one clunker. I mean, everybody has, you know. Well, and I then still I saw like the later the Village. One. Yeah, saw the later in the water. That tells you how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the trailer was like, oh, this is pretty interesting looking. I, I like to see this. And I watched the movie. I was like, she's just, oh, God, this is terrible. And it just went downhill from there. I think it finally, he bottomed out with uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, which was. Old was old was confusing. There were so many sort of plot holes and stuff in it that it just didn't, didn't make any sense. Th- didn't Cecil kind of like it? I think I he thought did. he said he. Yeah. yeah. I, it was, was it? oh, it was yeah. better than some of his output, but it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't that great. Uh, the visitors, I thought, or visitor, whichever one that was, where. Yeah, the old, they go to the old people's. Grand, grandpa and grandpa's. And yeah. Grandpa and grandpa to escape. Psychotics. Oh, no, see, again, I, quite, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, a lot of uh, people. That was sort of a comeback for that him. That was a comeback for him. That was okay. Um, yeah. But nothing, nothing to write home about or anything. Yeah. And then he yeah. did one where everybody's stuck in an elevator and Satan's in it or devil. something. Devil, yeah, dev, the devil or the devil one. Yeah, yeah that that one was okay. Was I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the point when he they weren't putting his name on it in the advertising because they knew that would be like an instant <laughs> deal. Yeah, no joke. Box office poison right here. Get yeah. your box office poison. 
Glass. Funny, oh I yeah, just, I, I just guess... saw. I just I was going to say, I just saw a tweet from Amblin saying happy birthday to Kathleen Kennedy, uh, one of the founders of Amblin Entertainment, and they turned the comments off. <laughs> 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 no way! I wanted to say happy birthday to that delightful lady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a shame because Kathleen Kennedy back in the day was a good producer. That's what she was. That's what she did, and she was good at it. She produced E.T. She produced a lot of stuff with Steven Spielberg, and her role, she she got things done. That did not translate into a creative, and then she bought in hook, line, sinker to all the political nonsense, and we could see that she is just completely out of her element. And I'm being generous, but, I mean, that's... I still think she... She, she needs to go. She was, she ba- she she was biding her time before she could then unleash her feminism is what May, I think. Maybe oh, I yeah, don't know absolutely. what what's got her so pissed off or what you know this highly successful career and sitting on a pile of money and being made president of Lucasfilm. Oh my God! Well, how, <laughs> yeah. how much more press can you get? You know, it's I mean, like that shit runs itself. Like you have to try to to screw that up. Really? Well, I, I think producers you know they have a role, and if they're good, you don't like Bruckheimer is a fantastic producer because. He didn't get in the way of the people that are actually making the movie for the most part. He just he knows which gives ones, them the money and gives them the money. He knows how yeah. to pick them, and he he knows probably where to step in and where not to. But you think about it, most Bruckheimer movies are at the very least you, you sit down, they're fun, they're enjoyable enough, you know. And mm. you know, guys like that could do a good job. I think that there was a time when Kathleen Kennedy, when she was younger and everything understood that something happened i don't know was when she took over lucasfilm i don't know if it was before that i don't know i don't know what it is i don't i i can't point at one thing you know specifically or some news item ratification but clearly, i can tell you i can tell you when things went wrong ratification of the 19th amendment <laughs> that's when that's when, <laughs> that's when we that. got the right to vote in the in the u.s george to free oh, okay Women can vote over there? My goodness. Wow. <laughs> Who let that happen? I know. It's not like over there where they could become queens of the entire friggin' country. <laughs> for, for a million years. My favorite meme is the, the fact that none of the dinosaurs survived the, um, the, the meteor that wiped them all out, but somehow the queens scraped through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I so got to admit, killed, I did love that. Killed- Go ahead. She she did kill Princess Diana, right? We know that. We all know that. Right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. No, yeah, there's no question about it. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Everybody knows it. Just nobody says it. <laughs> yeah. As I say, I I can feel us getting demonetized as we speak. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like a lot of things that people think and don't say. Like for example, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Now let me tell you who really killed Kennedy. Oh, we're off the air. Oh, um, police are here again. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Obviously, the queen had Kennedy killed. Well, George, since you made me uh, uh, do the intro this time, why don't you close us out? Okay. That's because of my brilliant introduction with my acting and everything else. Um, thank you for watching 
this if you have managed to sit through all of it it's been the outpost frequencies brought to you by the last movie outpost.com we have news articles up every single day we have reviews the channel is growing myself and yoda and a couple of others are really working hard to get as many little videos as we can some of them are doing extremely well not to say not to shout out but one of mine's been (laughs) nearly a thousand and forget the others. No, previous ones don't count. I know you're going to come back with your old 5,000, you know, hits and everything else. Blah, 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 blah. But recently... No, I, <laughs> I, think, I think you're doing a good job of that on your own right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so subscribe, like, and hit that notification bell. Uh, because we really appreciate it and it really helps us out. And like I say, make sure you go to thelastmovieoutpost.com and check for everything. Uh, oh, grief. Here we go. Social media. We are on MySpace. Um, no, wait. <laughs> Friendster, it's coming back. <laughs> We're in the phone book. Um, no, you can find um, Yoda at DrunkenYoda1 on Twitter, although he's never on there, um, just to say that. Okay, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time, making hilarious jokes. Nothing like here today, obviously. I mean, proper jokes. <laughs> I say the good stuff for Twitter. But you can find me at not George Lucas one um, on uh, Twitter. And then you can contact the Last Movie Outpost at contact us at lastmovieoutpost.com. There you go. There's a Facebook page too, you know, George. Yes, we're on Facebook. Just do a search for the lastmovieoutpost.com. <laughs> I don't know what it is on Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Facebook I think it's facebook.com backslash lastmovieoutpost. Forward slash. Do, a, do a search or if not just forward go to the website you can find the links there there's but some yes. kind of slash that's all i know there's a slash <laughs> a this slash is the most UK. train wreck <laughs> of closings i have ever heard in my life <laughs> don't give me that i'm used to the openings my openings are generally brilliant as opposed to this one um and and well at least i didn't say www.lastmovie.com <laughs> <laughs> that's true you didn't i, I that. like to help out our boomers out there <laughs> And it. if you need help, get your son to type it in. All right, That's your son, right. call, call on the phone, on the phone, call yeah. them. The one that the, the rotary thing. Yeah, use that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, that was the last stream. Any any final words from you, Sean? Uh, I'm going to spend the rest of my day celebrating Gay Pride Month, and I'm going to look at. I'm going to read an article about Elliot Page that I saw pop up and. My recommended articles on Firefox there about how Elliot had to wear a dress to the the premiere of Juno and how it nearly killed him because yeah, he had to suffer by wearing that dress. Very uh, sad story. And um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm sorry um, I brought hearts, everybody down. No, no, no. I mean, our hearts go out. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Elliot Page for what um, he, she, it had to go through. Um, Yoda, any more final words from you? I'm I'm just I'm just imagining some. Some woman with her baby and no baby formula. Baby's, you know, suffering, you know, starving. She's like, poor Elliot Page. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you diminish his suffering. It's not a joking matter. No, I'm totally diminishing the suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Babies Um, are, you know, what are you, a biologist? I mean, what even is a baby? It's, it's. Well, there's three pretty good examples here. I, I was gonna say, it, <laughs> I could define it a, a huge financial burden. That's what a baby is. The end of your life. That's right. Eighteen. 
18 years of prison sins. <laughs> Something that craps in a diaper. Oh, so that's me as well. Yeah. <laughs> could, could um, be a seven. The queen. You yeah, doesn't say queen the queen. <laughs> <laughs> she, that, excuse me, she doesn't crap. She has a kidney dialysis machine to take the piss out of her. Right. Um, so, anyway, sorry. Any words from you, Yoda? I think that's more than enough. <laughs> um, apart from the fact I was going to say oh I've got a new how to coming out hopefully this week um, which I finished recording and I'm just finishing editing it's how to make your own modern Star Wars movie uh, which is um, inappropriate at places <laughs> but you'll all have to wait to see that but apart from that like I say we will be working on other videos Are so join us speaking of Speaking of loading your diapers, let's talk about how to make a Star Wars movie. It's an <laughs> crucial ingredient in all this. Once once you've got it all in your hands, you need to smear it all over the window. <laughs> and ta-da! The fans will love it because you've written Star Wars with your finger. <laughs> Are the monkeys ready to fling poo? Let's, let's get this turkey in the can. <laughs> Are we having as one of our uh, controversial movie things coming out this week? Yes. Yes. Well, like, so. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go. No, 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 no. It's just completely I, I, different. I've got, one, I've got one more to edit, and I did look at it the other day, and I, I've, I got distracted on a couple of scripts because I started doing a script on the whole. We did an article this week about how selectively racist Disney is, and it's been incredible that some people still defend Disney and say that they're you know totally against racism, but they'll give money to a company which not only was quite racist towards John Boyega um, in several different ways, but also thanked a Chinese concentration camp at the end of Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. If you if you love Disney, um, but you hate racism, you're a little bit stuck. You know, you know what just occurred to me is you, you really need a soundboard because that would have been a perfect time to hit wah, the, wah. Know, the, the circus. <laughs> 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 I'll need to look into that. I probably should do that so I can play goofy sounds throughout this. Yeah. Anyway, but that's that's it. Thank you for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. Um, do it or we'll kill a puppy. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We're running out of puppies. <laughs> <laughs>